HHW presents What the Dudes Want for Christmas. No, no, I want an official red under carbonation. Do you want to get rid of my lay rifle? You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Banded together from remote galaxies are the most sinister villains of all time. The Legion of... The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. Dedicated to a single objective, the conquest of the universe. It's the Legion of Dudes podcast. I'm Mr. White Christmas. I'm Mr. Snow. I'm Mr. I'm too much. Ah. He's Mr. White Christmas. He's Mr. Snow. He's Mr. And now, here's the dudes. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, a joyous Kwanzaa, and a mirth-filled Festivus upon all of you. From the weird, wide world known as the Internet, Half Hour Wasted presents the Legion of Dudes in their most thrilling adventure yet, What the Dudes Want for Christmas, a gift guide for the geeky dude in your life. I'm Jim Dietz, Yoda Jones on the comicsforums.com, head chef and owner of the Gypsy Cafe in Pittsburgh, and tonight I am aided and abetted by the assorted scallywags and scoundrels of the assembled Legion of Dudes. Guys, please introduce yourselves. Hey, it's your favorite jolly old elf. This is Adam Umack. This is Santa's number one helper, Ken Morgan. I guess it'd be Santa's number two helper, Russell Lycan. This is Adam Reed, and I am Santa's favorite kid in northern Kentucky. This is John, and I have no known affiliations with any northern creatures. And I am uh, Sean Pryor from uh, PKD Media. Um, they couldn't get Dwayne McDuffie tonight, so they got me instead. Oh. <laughs> That's right. We have a very special guest with us tonight. He is a honorary dude, Sean Pryor. How's everybody doing tonight? Very good. Yeah. I'm ready for mirth. Fill me. Let's go, Jim. What are we doing tonight? need to be filled with mirth, eh? Well, you turned into the right show. Tonight, <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about what we would recommend for a good gift, what we want for a good gift, what we could would get if we uh, had unlimited funds, I believe, and also our naughty and nice list and our Christmas wishes. So uh, before we get started with all that, uh, Sean, is there anything that you would like to pimp uh, coming from PKD Media? As a matter of fact, yes, so thank you. I uh, currently have the uh, Mercury and the Murd, the collected edition of Volume 1. It collects the first four issues of Mercury and the Murd, and it also has additional uh, pinups and artwork from uh, various artists across the uh, CGS forum boards. Art Main artwork is handled by Chad Ciccone uh, from AAM Marcosia's uh, Baby Boomers webcomic, and additional artwork by Dave DeWanch from uh, Special Ed Fame and uh, Super Real Graphics Presents Gnome and uh, his own webcomic, Spacetime Condominium. And uh, we also have additional artwork by Flint Lockjaw, Julian Lytle, Katie Cook, various pinups. Um, it's an excellent story. It's uh, Mercury and the Murd enter the cosplay of Doom. That's all I can really tell you uh, at this moment. <laughs> the, book is, the book is 48 pages, um, black and white. Nice, excellent uh, front cover by Dave DeWanch, back cover by Flint Lockjaw for $3.99. Um, we uh, pre-sold uh, the comic um, on DCBS and Heroes Corner a couple of months ago. Um, we pre-sold uh, 150 copies 
in 30 days um, from both stores combined, 150 copies. Um, you know, just doing the podcasting rounds and things of that nature, putting the word out on the forum boards. And I've shipped those books out to uh, Heroes Corner and DCB Service. I've got some copies left here at my house. Uh, so if anybody is interested in the copy, you uh, looky-loo listeners out there, if you like a copy or you're mildly interested in The Adventures of Mercury and the Murder, the Buddy Cop comic with a touch of funk and sideburns, it's the Buddy Cop comic reinvented. It's Lethal Weapon meets Starsky and Hutch with a touch of Rush Hour, and it's just good fun. Uh, send me an email. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Does no, it no, mean RoboCop at all? You know, we didn't have room for ED-209. I was trying to get an ED-209 joke in there, and it, I just couldn't make it fit. <laughs> so um, I had to let that go. All you have to do is all you have to do is draw Ed two hundred nine in front of a flight of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> but if you, if you are if if anybody's interested in the copy, you can email me at uh, Sean S H A W N dot uh, Pryor P R Y O R just like Richard Pryor at pkdmedia.com and um, copies four bucks. So we can work out shipping rates. I'll ship anywhere, pretty much anywhere, and uh, that's about it right now. That's going to be the top of my stack. It's already checked. It's in my DCBS box for Friday, so that's the first thing I'm reading. Well, awesome. I, I hope you really like it. Um, you know, Let me know. You know, I appreciate any comments or uh, quips or uh, criticisms. Uh, I'll take them all on. Now, let me ask you this. You talked about the listeners who are mildly interested, who are moderately interested. What about the super fans? Uh, what do we have to look forward to in the coming months? Um, in the coming months, uh, there will be a plethora of PKD Media comics uh, coming out. Um, in April of 2009, we would debut at the Pittsburgh Comic Con our first anthology book. Our goal in 2009 is to produce um, three to four anthology books and two original uh, one-shot graphic novels. In April of 2009, you will see PKD Media Presents Mercury and the Murd, uh, Volume 1. And what that is, it's a big old anthology book with uh, Mercury and the Murd being the flagship for the book. They'll normally have the biggest story. Uh, in, in the anthology, and then you will also receive the first issue of X01, The Rock Solid Steelbots, uh, the very first issue of Agents of Cult starring, um, uh, starring Brad, uh, Brad Milo and Frank A. Rencon from Half Hour Wasted. Um, imagine G.I. Joe meets S.H.I.E.L.D. with a touch of Men in Black in all action. That's what Agents of Cult is all about. Plus, uh, three to four additional short, uh, comic stories, um, by various artists, um, like Dave Wachter, and uh, possibly um, Scott, or a.k.a. Uh, Kid Benicia, from the uh, comic forums. So um, it's working out pretty well so far. We're going to try to do that. And we've got um, Greenbrook coming out at the uh, Pittsburgh Comic Con as well. I can't give away too many details on that right now. But after that, two more anthologies and a one-shot graphic novel by Grant Miller called uh, Double Jumpers. And I'm also working with Mr. Umac right now. Um, on a graphic novel that we're going to release in April of 2010. <laughs> that, that's a that's a pretty big mouthful. No, there's a lot to talk at DC and Marvel right now about the commercial appeal of anthology books. Why are you going this route with your books, Sean? Um, I'm going this route for a couple reasons. One, it would be very difficult for us, um, for this company right now, to produce all these comics as you know comics and sell them separately. Um, it's more easier for me financially to put them in one big anthology. Plus, besides the fact that all the stories, pretty much all the stories in the book, it's one big universe. And a majority of the stories in one way, shape, or form will connect with another story, if not in the first book, possibly the second book or the third book. Everything touches everything in, in, in one way or another. 
Um, it's just more financially viable. We're for like the that company. too sometimes. Because you're nasty, and you really need you really need to have a talk with somebody about that. But um, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Bad joke. Bad joke. Bad joke. Um, but no. Um, um, but no. We're trying to just do this as financially, trying to make this as financially uh, fiscal as possible, and yet at the same time give the readers a lot of what they want for a nice price. And at the same time, it's easier for me to, to submit one book to Diamond. Um, it's easier for me to submit one book to Diamond than it is to submit five to Diamond. So um, I've got Mercury and the Mercury Collected Edition Volume 1 submitted to Diamond right now, and I'm still waiting on word from them to see if they take it or accept it, um, if you will. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the method and reasoning why I prefer the anthologies. It's just it's easier for me and it's easier for the company. Well, I can't wait to see it uh, at Pittsburgh this year. That'll be awesome. Are, are you, uh, of course, I hope you'll be coming down to the Gypsy for our annual throwdown, second annual Geek Throwdown. Oh, I'll be there. Don't you worry. I'll definitely be there. Okay, Sean. Thanks for catching us up with PKD. I can't wait to see you at Pittsburgh this year and uh, check out your anthology comic and whatnot. Uh, so we're going to pass it off to uh, my fellow legions of dudes here for their Christmas picks. I'm going to, throw, I'm going to start it off with one just real quick because I know a lot of you guys have been playing it. And it's at the top of my want list for this Christmas would be uh, Gears of War 2. Uh, and most of the dudes are playing it now. Am I correct in that assumption? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you would be. <laughs> Those of us that have a 360. <laughs> and an internet connection that can support it. I don't know why we're not doing it now. So <laughs> It really oh, is. Um, it, it's, a great, it's a great game. It would be an awesome gift for uh, anybody who's a gamer. I mean, there's so many different modes. I mean... We had, a, we had a little thread going on our email before. Like yesterday, I think Ken played solo. Then I joined in his solo game. Then we went on co-op with Adam. Then rejoined into that. You know, it, there's so many different ways to play it, and they're all awesome. And now that more of us are getting the game, like Dan got it, Jim's like, we're just counting down the days until you get Gears of War 2. Like, I don't think we're going to be able to do Horde mode anymore, where they just send wave after wave after wave of crazy uh, locusts at you, but um, I think we'll be able to do like capture the flag, king of the hill, all that kind of stuff. So it'll be dude versus dude. Nice. And believe me, if I could figure out some way to get the uh, the Xbox Live uh, audio into the mixer to go to the computer, we could do the podcast from, right from Xbox Live. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it, Ken. You can do it. Sean, are you a 360 guy? Um, yeah, I have a 360 and a Wii in the household. Unfortunately, I don't have Gears of War 2. Um, I'm one of those gamers where I just don't have enough time to game, so it doesn't make any sense for me financially to buy a game brand new. So by the time I get Gears of War 2, you guys will already be on Gears of War 4, um, <laughs> unfortunately. But, um, no, I do want to play it, though. Yeah, I didn't have any time either, but I just ignore everybody now. This is the only game I've ever been good at on 360 since I got it over the summer. Uh, I played GTA with you. Okay, two games. But... <laughs> I feel good about myself because I don't die in the first five seconds online anymore. <laughs> like, when I've started playing Gears of War 1, like, it's cool because it throws you in whenever you do a live game to people that are at your skill level. And now that I can moderately dominate, I can hang with, like, the pros, <laughs> more hey, or let's less. Get, let's get it straight. You can dominate the nine-year-olds and hang with the 12-year-olds. <laughs> that's, <pretty laughs> much, that's pretty much the live community, right? I mean... <laughs> I feel like that kid, you know, when you were when you were little, that everyone had an Atari Twenty Six Hundred, and and there's one kid that didn't have one, and he was all sad all the time. That, that's how I. I feel. was that kid. I was totally that kid back when the Twenty Six Hundred came out. 
This my dad was it. like, I bought you Pong two years ago. Isn't that enough? <laughs> you know, so. Hey, Russ, I was out of the loop until summer. My last system was uh, Super Nintendo. I was out of the loop yeah. for many years. See, I've had them all but, like, the 360. So I had, like, I had the Cube, I had the PS2, I had the PS1, I had the first Xbox. Um, we had a Super Nintendo, we had a Nintendo, but um, I kind of had to make a choice when it came to, to get either the PS3 or the 360, and the Blu-ray just totally put it over the top for the I knew it. for the PS3. So I haven't really looked back other than when you guys talk about Gears of War, and then I'm, I'm real sad. Did you ever have a ClicoVision Atom or a Intellivision? I, I had an Intellivision. I still have an Intellivision. I got an Intellivision at a garage sale for like 25 bucks with like all the games on it when I was like 14 years old. Please tell I won't me even say you how have, many years ago that was. Do you have Masters of the Universe for Intellivision? Didn't have that one. I, I, don't, I don't have that, that one. That's the only game that no one has. Uh, it, it came out for Intellivision, and it's like that and Tron were the only two games that I remember that aren't included, probably with like a couple other licensed titles, that aren't included, are, are not included on the Intellivision Lives disc that's, you know, it's on Xbox, PlayStation, and all that stuff. Um, but I was just curious to, if anyone still had an Intellivision, if they were able to play either Tron for Intellivision or Masters of the Universe. Always curious about that. Was the uh, Dungeons and Dragons game for Intellivision on that Intellivision yeah. Libs uh, compilation? Okay. Uh, I am looking f- to get for Christmas the Batman the Animated Series box set. Yep, scratch I'm... that off my want list. <laughs> is that, is that <laughs> that complete series, like with all all the volumes in one box? Yeah, that's that's everything. There were what four seasons? Yeah, I have all four volumes. Yeah, they're they're putting everything all in together, right? So I'm thinking in my crystal ball here. You know, they're going to come out with a Superman and the Justice League slash Unlimited box set. And I've got all road. those individually too. So likewise, I am gunning. I am gunning for this box set because, like any other DVDs, I usually buy them when they come out. Like I did, you know, God, The Sopranos for six years, um, The Wire and Lost and all that stuff. Now, and I'm kicking myself because, you know, now The Sopranos box has got all these extras and stuff in it. Of course, it's like pushing 300 large, but um, the, I think the Batman's going to be worth it. They've got. Uh, awesome uh, book to go with it, and anything that Dini slash Bruce Tim uh, do or work on together is destined for awesomeness. So that's at the top of mind. Yeah, yeah, I definitely want it. I'm afraid of the Blu-ray double dip on these sets. Bingo. Yeah, I really can't see myself replacing like DVDs for Blu-rays on the animated stuff. I mean, it looks great. I'm buying some animated stuff in Blu-ray right up front. But when I see these collections, like the Batman you're talking about, but I look at my shelf and I've got like all the Buffy's, all the Angel, for example, and they just they came out a few years ago with them all in one nice tight little box set that just takes up so much less shelf space that I would love to get back. But I just you know I just can't get rid of the ones I've got. I'd end up wasting money. Although that Angel set was on sale for fifty bucks the other day, and I could have grabbed it. And Amazon has uh, that Batman, that complete Batman uh, box set for like seventy five bucks. And it was cheaper wow. too when. Uh my uh, helper elf bought it for me. <laughs> I said, "No, let's just let's just buy this now, so so I know I'm going to get it." <laughs> now, does um, do you guys use Deep Discount DVD.com ever? Yes, I have. They oh, had the funny. twenty or twenty five percent off thing going, right? I don't know if they still have that. So you could make that box set like sixty bucks or something. Yeah, I did get my Iron Man Blu-ray from them for like twenty bucks with that coupon. Yeah, I wonder if that was running through December. I think it might have ended like December first, something like that. Yeah. 
They've always got hey. some kind of sale going on, though. So, hey, John, I was looking at and Russ. I was looking at Blu-rays uh, yesterday. They're calling you. They, you know what? It. It's terrible, but they are. But I don't know. Maybe next year. But I was looking. I was looking. Atta boy. Come to the yeah. come to the dark side. That that <laughs> the new frontier on Blu-ray looks fantastic. Oh my it's god! Incredible. All right, see ya. <laughs> you mean to tell me I might have to buy a PS3 just so I can get a Blu-ray player? That's the only reason I bought my my PS3. They're getting cheaper. I know. We said this before, but I'll just I'll throw this out as a as a public service announcement to all the Blu-ray shoppers out there. Be careful what you buy. Yes. There's a lot of cheap Blu-ray players out there. Make sure that yours is compatible with if you care about it. Some people really don't care, but um, a lot of them are not profile what they call profile 2.0. So they do not do the Blu-ray live stuff. So all that cool downloadable content and stuff, that's only with profile 2.0 and and, and um, above. Yeah, or, so, or worse, they're not even upgradable to that standard. So yeah, any updates they come down, that's what's nice about using the PS3 instead. It is upgradable. It's, it's on the, connect, the network. You can do pretty much everything you want to with it. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah some of them are upgradable. Very few... Very few are. So the first generation stuff was not. None of it was. You're right. None of it was. But a lot of there are some of the cheaper, like one seventy nine to you know one fifty to two hundred dollar range players. There are a few that are upgradable. Um, and if you go to like the digitalbits.com or I think DVD Review, Digital Bits is good. I think they've got a list of all the the ones that are cheap this holiday season, what profile they are, and whether or not they can be firmware upgradable. So, but may the shopper beware, buyer beware. I'm sticking with beta, dude. This one back, man. That's got a future. <laughs> well, I've got Beta's a, I've got a superior format. It was. It absolutely is. It was. It just didn't have the the the, the duration. The, the the tape length wasn't there. The quality was much better than VHS. Now Sony yeah. patented the whole beta. That was the problem. So nobody mm-hmm. else could build them. So VHS came out and and the conglomerate or whatever made it so that you know Panasonic and Toshiba and the rest of them could all build them. So there's more, you know, competition, See, better price. This time Sony learned their lesson. It's still proprietary, but now they get a cut of everybody else's thing. So, yes. It's also very telling that every time there's been a format war, the uh, the format that the porn industry gets behind is the one that wins. Uh, it yeah. happened with VHS and Beta, and it happened again with Blu-ray and HD, DVD. You never know. Beta could come back. Have you seen uh, vinyls making a comeback? Yeah, totally. I just saw uh, a new album uh, the other day. Guns N' Roses' new album came out on on a vinyl. Well, the vinyl was still new when they started working on that. What was that? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Vinyls were still coming out. (laughs) Zing. I think I saw uh, Metallica's new album on it, on a vinyl as well. So it's, I guess, all the old bands. (laughs) Ken, what do you got on your wish list? Well, you're going to be hearing these two words... uh, from me a lot tonight. My my wish list is something from from the world of Star Wars. That Millennium Falcon, I want so badly. Uh, Are you talking about the new one? The new one, one hundred fifty bucks. Awesome. Comes, it's it's huge. I, I was in Toys R Us on Black Friday. My wife and I showed it to her, and I and I showed her like, Cameron would love it. Now my son's twenty one months old, so <laughs> not not See, really works a, for me sometimes. Not really appropriate, yeah. I guess, but. You just like saying BMS. That's that's what it is. Well, you know, I really tried to convince her that um, uh, it would be a good gift for him. But the sad part is, if it was really a good gift for him, he'd want to play with it and get ruined. And it's like, it's like, come on, you know. I, I just, I just want it for me. I want to play with it. I've got my X-wing. Got my my my. I want to get. Oh, they did a Tie Fighter too. I'm like, 
could string them up. I could have a dog fight. And she just looked at me and just kind of gave me the little head shake thing that she tends to do. But, uh, that, you know, that's, that's the first remold of that thing since the original, right? I that's mean, they've bigger been than the original, too. That's huge. Yeah, it's right. a brand new mold, everything. Right. right. They've yeah, been I've using the same mold since 1977 up until they just redid the last one. Yeah, but there's so I've many got a more. 77 con- uh, Millennium Falcon, and this one is considerably bigger. Yeah. Than, yeah, like than that 50% one. bigger? Yeah, there's more compartments. There's uh, You can hold, something like, you know, I don't know, like six or eight figures in it. Do you remember in the movies? Here's the thing, were, man. Go ahead. When I, I had the Millennium Falcon when I was a kid, you could not put Chewbacca in the co-pilot seat no, unless you, you broke, broke a little bit, bit like of plastic or whatnot in the cockpit to fit him in. Now you can. I mean, mm-hmm. they're really it's really built to scale to the figures as opposed to before. Right. I mean, just a little detail. Like they refer to the escape pods in, in Star Wars, and there's an escape pod, you know, with this one. There's a medical wow. bay that Luke was in in Empire. There, it, I mean, everything that you would expect to see is there. And I, I just so wanted, as I said, to, said on my own show when we talked about this, if it was a woman, I would marry it. I want it so bad. <laughs> <laughs> now, does that come with both Han and Chewie? Does it come with any other figures? It, it, it comes with Han and Chewie. I don't know if it comes with anybody else. Although Toys R Us was doing a special uh, back before Black Friday, that if you bought that, you also got the uh, the Transformers crossover, the Millennium Falcon that transforms into Han and Chewie. So you would have got that with it too. That's pretty sweet. Oh, nice. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's the one thing uh, that I personally would really would love to get. But I know it's not going to happen unless I buy it myself, which you know I wouldn't be living here anymore if I did that. <laughs> Ken had a line before on the email about uh, apologizing later. What is that line, Ken? Yeah, ask for, for, for ask for forgiveness, not for, for permission. <laughs> yeah, some things I can get away with that. With others, others I know better. <laughs> I got to pick my battlefield. Yeah, when I when I uh, bought my 360, I dealt for, with that for about a month. <laughs> with my forgiveness part. My, my wife bought me my PS3, so. Man, uh, Usually, if you like get something like sparkling and shiny, and you hold it in one hand and keep what you want in the other out of the side, they'll focus on the shiny, sparkly, sparkly thing. Uh, let's see, what do we got? Uh, how about Russ? Wish list. Um, well, keeping with the Star Wars theme, my the thing on my want list is the new Star Wars encyclopedia. I don't know if you guys have, have seen it. It's 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 slipcase, hardbound. It's three volumes. It's over, I think, twenty two hundred pages total. And it's the first update they've done to the Star Wars Encyclopedia in in ten years. The last one came out in '98, and it was maybe two, three hundred pages. It was, it was hardbound. Um, it wasn't slipcase, but it's by Steve Sansweet, and I forget the other guy's name that did it. But um, it's a little pricey, not too much. I think if you go get it on Amazon, it's like seventy nine bucks. Um, ShopStarWars.com has it for like one oh nine, I think. Regular retail on I think is one twenty five, but it's three large um, hardback volumes, and it literally is an encyclopedia of Star Wars. It has everything in there from the movies to the books to the TV show um, to, the, to everything. Um, and there's an entry for for everything. That's awesome. Is that one of those books that has, like, um, a timeline that ties everything together so you can actually see how the you know novels and the other material fit in, like, in the times of the movies and the comics and... I think so. I think I think part of it is I think there is a timeline to it. I can't remember if if at the end of it or the beginning of it there is a they they put in a, like an official timeline where everything takes place. But um, it's pretty comprehensive. I know the last one was really good, um, but yeah, nowhere near. 
I'm sorry. I have the one from the just the original trilogy, and uh, it's incredibly comprehensive. It has stuff in it from uh, a lot of stuff that wasn't even considered canon, like uh, Alan Dean Foster's Splinter of the Mind's Eye and stuff like that. Had references to that in there as well. So this new one, I guess, would cover covers both trilogies and the books. Yeah, it covers both trilogies, the books, the comics, like I said, the Clone Wars, you know, TV show stuff. Pretty much everything that is like official canon. There's an entry for it, um, and even the stuff that, like you were saying, Jim, is kind of somewhat questionable, questionably canon. Um, but it's, it's, I mean, it's probably, I would say, maybe four or five times bigger than the last one. I mean, the last one came out before, before the the prequel trilogy, but it had like all of the like the Tales of the Jedi stuff was in the old one, and the Zon book, uh, the stuff from the Zon books were in the old one. I think the Kevin J. Anderson, like all the books that have been written up until '98, had entries in there. And all the comics that had come out had, were in there. It's one thing that's really good about LucasArts. They're, they keep track of all the appearances of different characters through any medium. And uh, it is, they're trying to try to weave this huge continuity. Like I was just reading Legacy of the Force, Volume 3, and there's references of that into the novels I was just reading, Legacy of the Force. And it's just really unbelievable how everything is tying in together nicely. Much better than Lucas himself could ever do. We'll get to that, though, yeah. later on. <laughs> yes. All right, so I guess I am next. I have a couple of things on my want list. Number one is the Dark Knight 1 6th scale DC's direct Joker figure. Has anybody seen that thing? Oh, yeah. Holy that, that crap, that's awesome. Yeah, that, I've been, I'm not a big figure buyer at all, but I, I saw that and, you know, I tried to run out to a few different places by me and it was gone immediately and, you know, it's on eBay for, like, bigger bucks than it should be, so I don't know exactly how I'm going to get that done. But uh, that thing's awesome. He's got, like, a little knife in his hand, and uh, <laughs> it's just a really good likeness, I think. Also, I'm looking for Black Summer, the deluxe hardcover, the Warren Ellis book. Did any of you guys read those tri- uh, floppies? No. No, 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 no. Was it Was it any good? Oh, it was, it was real good. It's a... Uh, it's a group of superheroes who, not, I won't spoil, but it's a group of superheroes that were kind of like, um, they were enhanced as like a government type project thing, and one of them goes berserk, of course the most powerful one, goes berserk and he kills the president, which isn't really a spoiler because it's like on the cover of the books is like George Bush with his head blown off. I think it might be a variant, but, <laughs> but, uh, it's gonna shoot right out of today, so. <laughs> uh, he was doing a press conference in Iraq, and some journalist threw both of his shoes at him, and he had a touch out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So it's a Warren Ellis book. Um, it's Avatar is the company, and um, they put it out in a deluxe hardcover. That's a really good read. If anybody's got a, uh, a comic buyer that they're looking for something for, that would be really cool, and I want it. And finally, I'm going to definitely link everybody to this. We've been doing the Gears of War thing like crazy, and... That's been a, the topic of our conversations a lot, and I did some Googling, and I was looking around for Gears of War stuff, and some guy made a Lancer gun, a working toy Lancer gun. <laughs> he took he took a giant Nerf, like, assault rifle and a Home Depot toy chainsaw and, like, cut them and fabricated and put them together and spray-painted and put blue LED lights in it. And it's like a working with sound effects Lancer gun. And I just want to come in the house with it and make everybody scream. Now, see, I've seen that. That is the epitome of geek cool. Definitely. It's freaking awesome. I saw like like a two- or three-minute YouTube on it. 
uh, how he how the gentleman put it together and uh, uh, bit by bit, piece by piece. Yeah, that was uh, very nice. Very nice. Definitely a geek a geek must really. That I mean, it's got the sound effects with the chainsaw noise and everything. I mean, that's just beautiful. That's a that kid. That might be something you need for work. Yeah, well, I don't know if I can get past the metal detector. Well, I'd need a real one though. I'd have to. (laughs) If you're gonna come, if you're gonna come at a convict with one of those, it better work. Yeah, I could use that at work too, and I have to cut steaks. Yeah, (laughs) and kill a customer. All right, Sean, what do you got for a wish list? Um, for my wish list, um, one thing that I really really would like to have this Christmas is uh, the Star Wars Vault. It's uh, right. Star Wars Vault, uh, 30 years of treasures from the Lucasfilm archives. It has um, removable memorabilia and uh, two audio CDs. And uh, what it is, it's like an official illustrated book um, um, celebrating the when Star Wars hit their 30th anniversary. It includes like removable reproductions of uh, memorabilia. The CDs contain uh, vintage radio ads and original cast interviews and uh, it's got all types of stuff in it, and it's just, um, you know, it looks into everything. Um, it, it looks into the six feature films, uh, you know, the book, the license books, the comic books, the video games, the action figures, all types of stuff. I, I saw this, la- I saw this uh, last year, and I just wanted it right away. And, you know, it's one of those things where when you got a little bit of money and you, you keep meaning to go out and get it, but you always forget about it, so you end up buying something else, and then when you see it, you're like, oh, so... Um, yeah, I really would like let me, to have Let me throw you a little tip, Sean. I uh, scored the Marvel Vault, which is yes. a very similar book, um, in a remainder at a, a Borders-type store. So you might want to keep an eye open for the discount bins. Oh, awesome. I yeah, scored I, the Marvel Vault, which is like a $50 book. I think I paid like $12 for it, and it's yeah, incredible. I, I saw I that. Just imagine That's what the nice. Star Wars version uh, would be like. Yeah, I saw the DC Vault, and I definitely was looking for that for myself. I'm, I am getting the Penn State Vault for my for my father for Christmas, but I'm just waiting for my 40% off coupon from Borders to do it. Sweet. I actually saw that on Woot for like 30 bucks, and I it was I I just totally boneheaded it later that day and forgot to go back and, uh, and order it. But yeah, because it's like seventy-five bucks at the store. But um, but yeah, that that's another one that was kind of a close second on my on my wish list too. I heard I don't know if you guys ever listened to Force Cast. It's like the the Force dot They're big. They and they um, anyway. The Force Cast is, is the official podcast of the Force dot net and Rebel Scum, which is like the um, the big Star Wars news site and then the big Star Wars collecting site. And they had Steve Sansweet on when they when the vault launched, and they. They had, they probably did a 30, 45 minute interview over that thing and talked about all the goodies and stuff and the pullouts and everything else that comes with it. So I was really psyched about it. Um, something else that, um, was on my list, um, was the, also the Mystery Science Theater 3000 20th anniversary edition, uh, released by oh, Shout I gotta Factory. take it off my list now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, I'm a big MST3K fan and a film crew fan and cinematic uh, Titanic fan. And um, the 20th anniversary standard uh, standard edition uh, set has uh, Laser Blast, a uh, first spaceship on Venus, Werewolf, and Future War. And um, I guess in a couple of months, uh, Shout Factory is going to start releasing uh, box sets for MST3K now that, now that Rhino no longer has the right to do so. But um, I'm really – this is just something that's right up my alley. So I really, really dig uh, the MST3K uh, 20th anniversary set. And, there are a ton of extras in that set too, Sean. They have the um, 
the 20th anniversary reunion panel from last year at San Diego Comic-Con. There are lobby cards from each of the movies. There, I believe, is an extra DVD of goodies and extras, they call it. And it comes with a Crotee robot figurine. Um, I know I'm forgetting something. But I don't know if you heard this or not. The next cinematic Titanic is going to be uh, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Really? Yeah, they're going to go back and do it again. I guess it's the 10th anniversary from when they did it the first time. Um, but the same cast is going to go back and do the same movie over again with the new track. So, MST fans. Yeah, that was one of their best episodes, I thought. Patrick Swayze Christmas and whatnot. So, be interesting to hear what they do now. Cool. And my last things as far as things I would like to have, um, to make this real short and brief, old school anime, old school animation. This, these were Hanna-Barbera box sets, uh, Birdman and the Galaxy Trio, the complete series, and, uh, Space Ghost and Dino Boy, the complete series. You know, these aren't the greatest cartoons in the world, but, um, they personally hold a uh, special place for me in my heart, um, from when I was younger. And, um, yeah, they may not play the same, but when I turn them on, it just takes me back to a time where life was just simple. And, uh, I just really, en- I really enjoy the stories and, yeah, just, they're a good time. They're a good romp. So, uh, from my, that's my one list. All right, Reed. You're on. Well, uh, I don't think I'm gonna get much of anything because I already got my, uh, gift on my want list. Uh, my wife picked me up an iPhone a couple weeks ago, which nice. I, I think I mentioned a couple times. So, uh, I have a feeling that, uh, there's gonna be a pretty bare tree <laughs> this year as far as I'm concerned. I all the in. power and all the universe in a little tiny living space. Yep. <laughs> but uh lately I've been uh as mentioned earlier, the complete Buffy series. I don't know when that came out, but that's a really sweet looking box set. I actually never really watched the show much and I just picked up uh from the library the first two disc of that and pretty hooked right now, so I'm I kinda wanna get that. I've been on a real for about the past six months I've been on a real uh T V on D V D kick, so I guess that's just my next Next thing I'm gonna welcome, welcome to the Buffy Club, Adam. I've got a I've got a six shelf bookshelf full of TV on DVD. Tell me all about it. <laughs> the yeah, Buffy that's, series that's, is awesome. It's it's it, solid. Great television. It is. That was all my recommendations uh, that we're going to get to next. Definitely that little box set. I mean, like Ken was saying before, it's a tiny little box with what seven seasons of. It's got to be close to forty forty two discs probably. Something um, like you know, huge. It, was, it was yeah, it was two hundred bucks when it came out. It's like one something everywhere, and Amazon keeps blowing it out for like fifty bucks. I want to say now, right, Adam? That one time it came up, we were like, I told yeah. you you should jump on. It was like fifty or sixty, I think. I think it's yeah. I think it runs it's on sixty or once on Amazon. Uh, I just found it at Sam's uh, at their everyday prices, eighty nine. So I mean, I'm not sure I paid all. like on average like anywhere from like you know thirty to forty dollars uh, for each of the individual sets seven times. Right, that's that's crazy. So and it's quality. It's it's a lot of fun to rip through. Like just, I, I didn't watch any Buffy until it was like up to season five on TV. So I got to rip through the first four seasons on DVD, like you're doing, and it's awesome. I mean, you could do three, four a night, easy, you know, without commercials and just ripping through the DVDs. Yeah, that's really my preferred way to watch TV. I don't, since I mean, I guess if I had a TiVo, it'd be different, which I should probably get that too, but. Uh, you might want to put that on your wish list. <laughs> yeah. Need <laughs> um, something for next year. <laughs> and then I've also uh, I I got the opportunity to try out uh, Call of Duty Five or World at War um, 
the last weekend after we I went back to my uh, brother-in-law's house after we watched Punisher and we felt like killing some people, so we popped that in. And uh, I wasn't sure about that going oh, back to. I'm glad you made that choice. Uh. <laughs> after you see that movie, <laughs> you might want to. It's pretty nuts, but uh, I, I I had. I wasn't so sure about that game because, you know, after the Mo- 4 was awesome, but I didn't know about if I was in the mood for another World War II shooter because I've played so many. But uh, it looks great, and uh, it plays a lot like uh, Call of Duty 4. So that's something else I want to check out. Sweet. Yeah, I heard a guy that I work with was raving about that, like flamethrowers and all sorts of crazy stuff, like... Snipers in trees, and then if you flame throw the tree, the sniper will fall out, and he's like on fire, screaming. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> Anything else, Reed? Uh, that's that's about it. Um, there's always more, but that, we don't want to be here all night. <laughs> Get that right. <laughs> all right, Jim. So where does that put us? I believe we're on the recommendations now. Things that we actually have that we recommend for the geek on your family list or your actually, holiday list. Actually, did we get a voicemail of somebody who's asking for something for Christmas? Oh, that's oh, right. Oh, that's right. We do have voicemail. I'm sorry. Let's see if I've got that here for us to listen to. Hello, this is Dan from San Antonio. Uh, this time I'm actually leaving a message for Legion of Dudes and their Christmas special. Um, Yay! What I really wanted for Christmas, and I've been wanting it for years. But something that I will probably never get. But um, I want the life-size replica of Thor's hammer, Beta Ray Bill's hammer, and Ultimate Thor's hammer. I want all three of them because I'm greedy, I guess. But uh, I'll probably call back with other things, too, before next week. But, okay. Bye. All right. Thanks to Dan for the uh, for the voicemail. Hammer uh, yeah, time at Dan's house. Didn't they make a replica of uh, Thor's hammer? I yeah, I've definitely did. seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. My local shop has the Beta Ray Bill one in the glass case, and uh, they let me take it out and swing it around a couple times. It's it's pretty gigantic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what kind of weight does that have to it? Uh, it was pretty good. If you picked up like John Constantine's gun from the movie or any of the Hellboy replicas, it was about the same weight to it. Hey, Adam, did did yeah. it come in a vortex when you swung it around? <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I ate a lot of hay, strangely enough. Because oh. they're pretty, they're pretty proud of those things, aren't you? I would think for the for what they charge, that it should at least, you know, work. Uh, summon a summon a cloud, or maybe a bolt of lightning in the distance, or you know, a little bit of rain, maybe. Just a little spark. Tap to the ground, see if it like it like turns into a thunder god. I've never seen an ultimate Thor one. Have you guys ever seen that? I don't know if that's uh... no, no. They should make it though. Yeah, he's he's a really good version. That thing took down the whole scroll ship. Uh, we'll get to that. All right, so I guess we're going to do recommendations next. Starting with sure. Mr. Umac. Looking at the shelf here, um, I just picked up the Camelot 3000 AD uh, hardcover that DC uh, released. I did not jump on this way back when, and it's such a nice package that they put together, and it seems to me that the trend is to release, it seems like, vintage Brian Boland stuff nowadays. So this is um, right next to my Killing Joke oversized hardcover. So we're going to toss in Camelot 3000 AD and also, let's see, I'm thinking of 2080, sorry. And also I would say the Justice League Unlimited figures line. I know I already mentioned Batman Animated, but this toy line from... Mattel is unbelievably consistent 
good scalps, good tank jobs. And um, Jim, you mentioned this on, in our emails this week that you picked up the question figure. I Finally. Up, um, Took me I forever picked, yeah, to find I, him around here. I picked up uh, the question, Fire Nice and uh, Power Girl over the weekend. And John's going to be sending me um, a couple of his extra JLU figures, like Blue Devil and stuff. Yeah. And um, it's nice to see Mattel keep on keeping on with the program. Up next are the uh, Batman villains, like uh, Claw King, Bane. Um, I think we're getting a new Scarecrow and Riddler uh, in Fe- on February the 15th. So it's a good time to be a JLU fan and uh, collector, too. So of the two toy lines I collect, that and Green Lantern, um, that's definitely up there. Hey, Adam, are they still... Is the line still Justice League Unlimited? I mean, are they still connecting it to a show that's been canceled for so long, or did they change the, you know, the title, but they're keeping basically the same scale and look and everything? Yeah, more the same. What they're doing is, if, if you go back to season one, two, of when they switched over to it being called Unlimited, what the guy said at San Diego this past year is that they're going to start making character sculpts like um, Toy Man and Captain Cold are on their way, supposedly. I know uh, there's a six-figure Target exclusive box that, that's got vibe in it, so they're doing all the background characters or, like, supporting, supporting, supporting characters. Were they all uh, actually in the show? The only one that hasn't been in the show was the Red Hood, which was in the Gorilla Grodd six-pack. Right. But everybody's been in the show otherwise. So, yeah, I think they're just going through the list of, you know, now that they released Gigantic at San Diego and everything else, I think they're just starting to mark off all the loose ends, and I, I, I'd imagine we'll be um, doing some new characters that haven't been seen yet from the DC Universe probably within the next two years. I'd heard the Justice League Unlimited were going Target exclusive. Has that already happened, Adam? Um, around here, it may as well be, because the Toys R Us is not stocked, period. I mean, I've, I've had to beg, borrow, and steal practically, you know, to, to find the ones that I just mentioned. So my, my last resort, my, my red button, is going to the local scalper, which I can't stand just on principle alone. But it's I, don't, I can't answer that. But I know that they will be releasing stuff online through... Matty Collector, like Mattel Collector, M-A-T-T-Y Collector.com. We'll put a link up on the show. They're going to be selling um, figure stands. Like, I have, like, the Parasite, the Shade. Who else doesn't stand up right to Adam? So they're going to do a lot of the stuff on there by the web. Cool. Yeah, that Matty that cool. Collector.com site is pretty cool. And they also have uh, Masters of the Universe Classics on there with uh, He-Man and Beast, uh, Beast Man and some other ones that are really, really nice. It's a really nice site. You can also find, well, sold out, um, Justice League Unlimited um, on the MattyCollector.com site. They have a Giganta set where they have like a standard uh, three and, I guess, three and a quarter inch, um, uh, three and a quarter inch Giganta figure with like an eight inch Giganta figure as well. So it's it's pretty cool stuff out there. Yeah, I just I just do the smaller ones. I, <laughs> I got the Giganta one. Uh, and I, I, excuse me, I sold the 8-inch one online just because, like, it looked too much like a doll, and I'm like, oh, I'm not having that in my house, sorry. But I kept the 3-inch one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what I'd recommend I've done. Nice. Ken? I'm going to stick with Star Wars. I was thinking about this long and hard. What could I possibly recommend? And on one hand, I thought I was going to back to my uh, 
my Star I Wars. I recommend not seeing the prequels, but my Star Wars Luke Skywalker book. But I've talked enough about that. Now I'm going to go a little simpler, a little cheaper. But anybody who hasn't read this yet needs to go out and read uh, Star Wars Legacy. That is just a great series. I've been loving. I just read Volume Three. Volume Four comes out this week. So if I would recommend something for someone, or I would buy something for somebody, I get them volumes one through four of Star Wars Legacy. Great Star Wars story, but it's set far enough in the future that you know it, it can go all on its own way, but still still look back and still take into account what's happened in the in the continuity that's already existed. Just a lot of fun. I don't know if any of you guys have read it or not. That's some of my top of the stack stuff right there. I get all the all the Star Wars stuff. The 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 next biggest chunk of my collection other than the X related books, X Men related books, that is. Um are the uh is are the Star Wars books. I pretty I think I, I have probably about eighty percent of Everything Dark Horse has put out Star Wars since um, since they gained the license back with uh, Dark Empire. So yeah, I, I cannot recommend Legacy enough. Yeah, I read the Zero issue and the first a couple issues, and now I'm just uh, going to collect the book and trades, and I'm, I'm trying to organize my whole trade collection as it is, and that's definitely on my list. Everybody's ranted and raved about it, so uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to get that. To do it because I mean, vol- Volume One. Um, set up the world, set up the characters for you. Volume 2 is a couple of, like, some individual stories kind of set the tone for what's coming forward. Volume 3 was one straight story, and I, I read it in one sitting. I could not put it down. It's fantastic. Hey, hey Ken? Yeah. Is volume, is volume 3, is that the history of Darth Crate, or is that yes. Volume 4? No, that's Volume 3. Yeah. Volume 4 is coming yeah. out, like I said, that's, that's coming out this week. Um, and then... Right after that will be Volume Five, which should, which should include Vector, which I just about to wrap up, which tied in with uh, with Legacy. But uh, yeah, Volume Three had the history of, Dar- of uh, Darth Krait. Um Had some nice appearances from a couple of uh, favorite characters of mine uh, were in there. And I mentioned earlier in the show, just one page, only a couple panels, but very clearly tied back to the Legacy of the Force of novel series, which has to do with um, with Luke and his son Ben. And Han and Leia's kids, uh, Jason and Jaina, um, very very quick. But it's like, oh my god, that is awesome! What what I just read, the fact that they can have two completely different properties, but still be within this tight, tight continuity. I was just going to ask, where does this take place in the Star Wars continuity? This is about 125 years after uh, after um, Jedi, so it's like like everybody we know is long dead. Um, the main character, uh, Kate Skywalker, is a descendant of Luke. They don't, they're not clear as to where he is. My, my hunch, just given the timeline, is he's probably, he goes from Luke to Ben, and I'm gonna guess that Kate's father is probably Ben's son. I don't know that, they haven't said that yet. Yeah, I think they're speculating that Kate is, or Luke is Kate's great great grandfather. Right, yeah. I think, so. well, great great, so that means it would be Ben, Ben's son, then, Cade's father than Cade. Uh, yeah. Because Ben would be his grandfather, Luke would be his great-grandfather. But again, yeah. they're not, they haven't really said in what I've read to, so far to date. Although there's been an appearance by Luke, there's been an appearance by Ma- uh, Mara, there's been an appearance by, by Vader, uh, through, like, force illusions, if you will, things like that. Yeah, they, they even tie it back to the original Dark Horse run of when, when, when Dark Horse started their actual plain old Star Wars run right before episode one in ni- early 99, they actually tied back some of the, the, especially in the third trade, back to, to that series, about like the sixth or eighth issue or something like that. So they really ha- are doing a good job of, they're not, 
they're not chaining themselves to all that other continuity, but if you've been keeping up with it and reading it all, like Ken's saying, it's a nice, it's a nice treat for you because you can go back and go, I remember that character, you know, and, and, and go way back, and it's, it's really, really well done. All right, Russ, why don't you um, take that right into your recommendation? I've got a couple. Um, one is, um, this one is, is going to be a little on the pricier side, but I would say the PlayStation 3. I can't. I cannot recommend the PlayStation 3 enough. Up until recently, it's pretty much been the cheapest Blu-ray player on the market. Um, when you factor in the fact that it's got a built-in wireless, um, it's it's super easy to update it for you know as as Blu-ray evolves, the PlayStation will evolve with it. Um, the gaming aspect is is awesome and handles you know it's got a lot of built-in ports and stuff like that. And the games the games really are starting to hit their stride. Um, when it first came out, that was a real weak point for Sony. Um, the 360 was really kicking its butt in the gaming side of things, and to some degree it still does, but there's been some really cool killer apps for the PS3 uh, that have come out recently. Metal Gear Solid um, has been one. That's been one they rated really, really high. Resistance 2, I think it's out now. Resistance 2 is out. Resistance 1 was very, very good. The, the graphics were excellent, but, um, but just the fact that you get the Blu-ray out of the box is a really cool feature. God of War. God of War, um, I think, is is going to be spring of 09, God of War 3. Because, like, if there was any motivation besides the Blu-ray stuff for me to get a PS3, it would be for that game because, oh, man, do I love mythology, you know? Uh, God of War 1 and 2 were the best PlayStation 2 games I think ever made. I played that God of War 1, and I just was blown away at, how, at what they were able to squeeze out of the PlayStation 2 with God of War. Well, I was tempted to get a PS3 until I found out that Final Fantasy 13 will be coming out on 360. And then, other than Metal Gear Solid 4, that's really all the games I'm looking to play on the PS3. So, do you guys know if the um, if the Netflix thing is is headed to PS3 also, or is that like a Microsoft exclusive with them, or is there any news on that? I'm sure it's going to be exclusive for a period of time, but I would not be surprised if it eventually makes it to PS3 officially. Now there are hacks and programs that allow you to do it now, but it's not as neat and smooth as it is on the Xbox. I read on. I don't know if you guys have ever been to that site called Gizmodo.com, G-I-Z-M-O-D-O. <clears throat> they had an article last week that from Sony that pretty much says they have no plans now or in the future of adding Netflix content to the PS3. Of course not. They want to keep I'll you all you on what. their site, on their, their little store where you can buy movies. Yeah, but I think they're going to see how how the Netflix thing goes over on the 360, and I think, I think huge. eventually it's they'll huge. change. Yeah. Well, Russ, I'll tell you what. When they come out with that Final Fantasy VII remake, then I'll buy a PS3. <laughs> you got it. I know it. we're both big fans. Yeah, the the other, I guess the other thing, the, the other recommends I have are really any of the absolute for the comic for the pure comic fan are any of the absolutes, um, any of the absolute volumes. The Kingdom Come, New Frontier, of course, Watchmen. Can't recommend that enough. I've got absolutely, you know, Hush is a good one. <clears throat> that, that oversized format just for some some of those artists just really present well um, with the absolute edition. Um, I'd really like Hush to get is, my Hush hands on. Hush is a pretty good one. Hush is a pretty good one, Russ. And it's also pretty expensive if you order it inexpensive if you order it online. Yes, yes. I think it retails for fifty bucks. So um, I got mine for less than thirty. I found it on eBay, brand new, shrimp wrapped. So um, yeah, you can get Hush for a pretty reasonable price. And there's there's the Hush is is similar uh, to some degree, like New Frontier. And, uh, and Kingdom Come even, where it has the page-by-page kind of commentary. So you can go back through and, and kind of read the note, uh, read Loeb's notes, you know, page-by-page, 
um, and even some of Jim Lee's note, you know, notes, um, as, you know, as you go back and read through it, which are really interesting because it lets you in on all the Easter eggs and the cool, cool little goodies. Um, but most of those absolutes have all that stuff in a new, like I said, New Frontier has it. Um, Kingdom Come has it. There's, there's a couple still on my list I'd like to get. I'd like to get the, the JLA Avengers one and the, uh, the Crisis one. But, uh, in, in due time, those are a little, those are a little pricier, especially the Crisis one. The, um, the planetary one is insane. If you try to find a planetary, absolute planetary number one, I mean, if you can find it on eBay, it's like 250, 300 bucks. Wow. Same thing with Authority. Authority and Danger Girl and League of Extraordinary One are also extremely hard to find. And here's what I understand. All right. If the thing's sold out and there's obviously, you know, a demand for it, why on the world aren't they reprinting it? How many reprints does Absolute Watchmen have at this point? Seven? Nah, well, you're telling I think... me I can't, I mean, and like, and you're telling me I can't get authority that way anymore? Like, uh, that's, I don't know. I don't like that. We'll put them on the naughty list later, but. <laughs> I agree. Well, those are, those are pretty much off the offhand. Those are my, my recommends. Okay. Looks like I'm up. I'm going to do one, I'm going to do a book, and then I'm going to go to Blu-ray. Like, you guys are kind of sticking to Star Wars. I'm going to stick to Blu-ray. For the book, I definitely recommend the Hellboy Library Editions. Um, yes. They're just really nice-looking books. If, if you're looking for something that somebody can keep, you know, that w- would be proud to keep on their bookshelf, you know, in the family room, uh, these library editions are really nice. They're oversized. They have a black, like, I don't want to say leather, but it, it's a, a little bit more of a... Uh, an upscale-looking cover, and and they're great. They look fantastic, and and Hellboy stories are awesome. If if you, if you know you have a comic reader that you're looking to buy a gift for, and maybe they don't read Hellboy, I definitely recommend the volume one to uh, to get them started. Here's something you didn't know. When I was in Baltimore last year, Mike Mignola was getting was doing sketches and stuff, and I said, "Oh, I don't really want to sketch or anything. I just wanted to ask you: Are they going to be releasing uh, Hellboy in hardcover anytime soon?" And he said, well, that's not something I can really talk about. I'm like, all right, well, that's a yes. And uh, I broke the story on I broke the story on the Internet. How crazy is that? That is crazy. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't have security come when he saw you approaching the table, actually. <laughs> uh, you know there's wanted posters of UMAC all over these, con- <laughs> all over these conventions. Uh, yes, that's Bill. That's another story, though. <laughs> Naughty list. <laughs> and for Blu-ray, um, real quick, the, the Planet of the Apes box set is beautiful. It, it's a great if you have an old, you know, a sci-fi fan, an old-school sci-fi fan. It's the whole collection of Planet of the Apes movies plus the director's cut of Conquest, which was like previously unreleased and it's really very different than the original and it comes with a great hardcover book beautiful presentation again you know it's a hundred dollar set on dvd discount it ended up being like less than seventy dollars with the uh with the coupon code definitely a nice gift if you you know anybody that's a fan it was conquest the uh planet of the apes movie that had ricardo montalban in it yes yeah. Okay, I remember that because, see, I never had the opportunity to buy the original DVD box set, and but I, I was at this video store that was going out of business, and uh, they had the DVD of the behind-the-scenes of all the Planet of the Apes movies, well, the old-school ones, and right. they talked about Conquest and how they uh, had to cut 
they had to make a lot of cuts because like they let uh, kids watch it. They let kids watch it and they test marketed it and they let kids watch it and they said it was so violent that kids were running out of the theater crying. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm real curious to see what this director's cut looks like. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very different. Um, if also if you know the, I don't want to spoil the director's cut, but if you know the ending of the theatrical cut, uh, that's completely different than what they had in mind originally. And it was decided that it was too, you know, too dark to end that way. And that's all on the documentaries that are in this set and everything, and everything's in the book, and there's great, um, the book is shaped like a widescreen version. Um, the, the best thing I can compare it to is like uh, the 300 hardcover. You know how it's like in that widescreen shape? So it has great full color pictures from, you know, like from stills of the movies of all the behind the scenes stuff. It's a really great set. I, I was really happy with it. And one other quick thing if you have a Blu ray uh, fan in your life that you're trying to get a gift for, the best recommendation I can make is use Amazon Canada, which is Amazon.ca. For some reason, there are Blu-ray discs in Canada that are not released in the United States, and for less than 20 bucks, you can get Sin City, Predator 2, Dusk Till Dawn, like all these movies that look great in Blu-ray, and for some reason, they're not out in the United States. And Canada has the same region code as us. So anything that you pick up from Amazon Canada will play in your PS3 or your regular standalone player. And they can so sell them and ship them to the United States? Oh, yeah. I, and I got Amazon free shipping. It came in like three days. And I have those movies that I just mentioned. And uh, it's awesome. I mean, if you have somebody that has a bunch of Blu-rays and you don't know what to buy them, you know, you can't get those around here. So I definitely recommend Amazon Canada, which is .ca. Take off, you hoser. <laughs> Hosere. Do they have strange brew? I don't know, but I'm going to check now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how much money we can make John spend in the next hour just by talking. My three Canadian Blu-rays does not equal one of your uh, original pages of uh, Captain Cold or whoever you collect. Oh, um, I got a new one this week. Nice. <laughs> Sean, what would you recommend? My recommendation is actually I bought this for myself as a as my Christmas present to me. Um, I bought the uh, complete Real Ghostbusters uh, DVD box set um, from uh, Time Life. I ordered it a couple months ago, and it came to my doorstep uh, about, uh, I just want to say two days after Thanksgiving. And it's a 25 DVD set, every episode of the Real Ghostbusters, remastered. Um, with uh, a bunch of special features, it's it's in this nice big box that looks like the uh, real Ghostbusters uh, firehouse. Yeah, it oh, it's wonderful. Absolutely I want that so one. bad. Yeah, I, I bit the bullet nice. on it. <laughs> I bit I bit the bullet on it. It's like um, it's like 170 something bucks, but um, Time Life allowed you allows you to uh, do four four payments of uh, like 40 something dollars. So I said, okay, it's worth it then. And, um, yeah, it's, it's great. Now I can throw away all those VHS tapes I have of episodes I taped of the real Ghostbusters from TV in the 80s. I can throw them away. So, uh, yeah, very, very happy about that. Sean, what's um, the, what's the story again with why it's the real Ghostbusters? There was a Ghostbusters cartoon like before it that was a ripoff or? 
Oh, uh, no. What happened was, was that back in the 70s, if, if memory serves me correctly, there was a live action, uh, television show called Ghostbusters with, uh, Larry Storch. And I want to say, uh, oh, was it, uh, Jim Backus, possibly? And they had a guy in an ape suit. And they were called Ghostbusters. And it didn't last very long. Well, um, after the success of the Ghostbusters movie in the 80s, uh, Columbia said, well, we're going to do a Ghostbusters cartoon. And when that got started up, Filmation decided to do a Ghostbusters animated cartoon off that old uh, Larry Storch series. So Filmation supposedly got things up and running first before Columbia did on the animated side. And they said they were going to sue, supposedly. And so Columbia just said, okay, to play fair, we'll call the show The Real Ghostbusters. And nobody complained anymore. So um, that's why, if memory serves me correctly, um, that's why it's called the real Ghostbusters, and not, um, and not uh, just Ghostbusters. Huh. Interesting. I I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. What there was something else about that too, but um, that's all I could really think of at this time. But no, as far as other recommend recommendations go, Mighty Mugs. If you're a Star Wars fan, there's a Mighty Mug out yeah. there for you. Uh, you know, I have my Lando Calrissian and Boba Fett looking right at me. Hello, make- what have we here? <laughs> I'm Lando Calrissian, proprietor of this facility. And who may you be? Sorry. <laughs> um, um, and I also, have a- <laughs> I also have an Iron Man Mighty Mug, and I just think it's the coolest thing on, on, you know, on the face of the earth. You know, plus they ha- also have those blank mighty mugs in both black and white. So if you if you have artistic qualities, you know you can create your own mighty mug. And I, you know, they're inexpensive. Um, they're made out of 100% recycled awesome, as they say. And <laughs> I, I just I just think they're really cool. Um, my last recommendation is is some music. Some of you may be familiar with the uh, R&B band uh, Tony Tony Tony. Um, the lead singer of Tony 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 is a gentleman by the name of uh, Raphael Sadiq. And Raphael Sadiq's been doing a lot of solo projects over the years. And he has an album that came out a couple, I would say about a month, month and a half ago on Columbia Records uh, called uh, The Way I See It. And what it is, it's a throwback to the old Motown sound of the uh, late of the 60s and early 70s. And I heard, I've listened to it, I got it, and I, I just think it's great. I think it's great. It's, it's very refreshing. Yes. Was was Raphael Sadiq when when everybody when a tribe called Quest broke up and all this stuff, and the Uma and everybody went to ten different directions? Was Raphael in Lucy Pearl? Yes, Raphael was in Lucy Pearl. He's in Lucy Pearl with Don Robinson of In Vogue and uh, the, the uh, DJ from Tribe Called Quest. Um, his his name is just it's slipping my head right now at this time. But um, yeah, those three formed a band called Lucy Pearl that lasted one album because they broke up after that one album. So um, Alicia Shahid Muhammad. Yes, I'll, I'll, yes, you're right. Absolutely, that's that's the DJ. Yes, you you are correct, sir. I'll, We're I'll gonna have to do a Native Tongue episode, you and me, at some point. I'm sure that guys won't mind, but yeah, <laughs> I'm with that. And plus. Hey, let me add this. Q-Tip just had a new um, album come out right after, right on Election Day, too. Uh, yes, I have that CD. It's called The Renaissance, and it's very, very good. It it makes me happy. Uh, for those of you who Twitter, sometimes every now and then I'll put um, on my Twitter something I call the Happy Rap Chronicles. And it, it's not clean rap. It's just rap that makes me happy and makes other people happy. Um, I need to put a couple of Q-Tip songs on there because that album is very, very good. But uh, those three items... Um, those three items are on my um, recommendations. 
Sean, just to go back to the the mighty mugs, uh, the blank ones. What's the chances we're going to see a Mercury and the Merd set? Uh, <laughs> if, um, if 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 I can find one there, there's a black and a white one. <laughs> if I can find an artist that that can uh, put them together, that can uh, do the artwork for them, um, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I just don't have the artistic skill to do that. And my motto is is that if we can't do it right, we can't put it out there. Um, you know, you know, because. We've all seen bad toys in our lifetime. You know, everybody remember Hot Wheels slash Mattel's version of uh, Armageddon toys featuring Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck? Yeah, those are pretty, pretty, pretty crappy. So, um, you know, if if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. But if I can find an artist that can paint them, oh, you'll see them. Don't you worry. Nice. <laughs> Go ahead, Reed. Why don't you pick it up? Well, I've been, first for a book, uh, I've been recommending this since it came out, uh, the Captain America Omnibus if you don't have it and haven't read it yet, you need to pick up that book. The story's great. The presentation's great. Uh, I don't think there's much more I can say about that. I th- John, you you have that also, don't you? Yeah, it's tremendous. It really is. First so. Captain America I ever read, and now I'm hooked. Yeah, so I'm, I'm yeah. really so. I'm really hoping for uh, when 50 comes out that there's a second volume. So, Next on my list is uh, a DVD on TV. Um I've, I think I've mentioned in uh, past episodes, but I just got uh, Spaced just came out on uh, DVD over the summer. And that is a it's a British television show. And it's uh, from the people who uh, made uh, Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead, uh, right. the director, and Simon Pegg, and uh, Nick Frost is in it. And uh, if you like those two movies, that movie is ju- or that show is just hilarious. Uh, it was two seasons long. And it, uh, I think it was 99 and 2001. And it's just, it, it rips on, uh, pop culture. He, uh, Simon Pegg's character is a, uh, aspiring comic artist and he works in a comic shop in, uh, I, I believe it's London. And it's just, a, it's a lot of fun. I think it's only like 35 bucks or something like that. Um, so that's a, a really good, uh, gift for any, uh, fan of pop culture in those movies. My last thing is, Again, like Sean, what I got for Christmas with the iPhone, I'm I'm loving it. It's awesome. It can do so many different things. My wife probably thinks I'm addicted to it. It's just um, I never thought I'd watch a movie on a small screen like this, but uh, it comes in handy at work on some of those slow days. <laughs> so I just loaded The Dark Knight on uh, to it yesterday, so uh, that's probably going to be playing tomorrow. But, you can't uh, be addicted. You could put it down long enough to play Gears of War too. Uh, I usually have it next to me while we're playing. <laughs> and then once I get killed before everyone else, I uh, can check my email. <laughs> so that's it for me. Very good. Jim? Well, my recommendations for a book uh, that hasn't been mentioned already, I'd have to go with um, The Goon in uh, Chinatown. It's a hardcover that came out a few months ago by Eric Powell. I don't know if you guys are fans of The uh, the Goon or not, or if you've ever read it, but if you like comics, you'll love The Goon. I mean, it's just Eric Powell's art style. You probably saw it on Action Comics when he did that Bizarre arc or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, this is his own creative, uh, excuse me, creator-owned comic. And it's just basically the story of a, of a big guy and his uh, little homicidal Weasley friend. And how they keep order at this like weird uh, waterfront uh, like city, um, running protection rackets, and uh, 
they occasionally run into zombie priests and giant octopus and uh who plays poker with them and it's just very quirky and weird and cool and i recommend the goon to anybody but chinatown it's a self-contained story unto itself and i uh, kind of sets up kind of explains the goons past a little bit uh more than it has been uh before it fills in a lot of the holes in his origin story so that would be my recommendation, uh, The Goon, uh, Chi- in Chinatown, it's called. Um, really awesome stuff from Eric Powell, and I, I heartily recommend it to anybody who hasn't checked it out. For, for a digital thing, I'd have to recommend Fallout 3. I know I mentioned this on a previous show, but this game is awesome. Uh, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to play it or see the commercials or whatnot, but uh, it's been winning a lot of awards for Best RPG of the Year. Um, basically, you're playing in a devastated nuclear wasteland, uh, of uh, Washington, D.C. after the bombs have fallen. And uh, I just finished the game, and it took me 65 hours. So it's a, it's a good game for your, uh, your, your, your you know, game-for-dollar ratio as far as uh, entertainment. It, I, I really can't recommend that uh, highly enough. And I, I also want to sec- second the recommendation on the Mighty Mugs. Uh, my wife picked me up the Asajj Ventress uh, Mighty Mug. Nice. And I don't think I don't think I have any other toy that looks as evil and as cute at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've got I've got her, I've got uh, Darth Vader, I've got Yoda, and I've got one of the, the clone troopers. And I just love the style; it's really cool. I didn't know they had blanks though. If you could get enough, uh, you know, clay for the mutton chops, I guess you could make a murd. Uh, <laughs> and uh, since. Since Sean stole my thunder on the MST uh, 20th anniversary uh, set, which I really, really wanted, uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, recommend uh, Battlestar Galactica on DVD. Uh, I'm up to, uh, I finally got caught up on the DVDs, and uh, just like uh, Reed was talking about, I much prefer to watch shows on DVD because I don't have to wait a week for the next uh, chapter. I just watch, you know, three or four episodes in a row without commercials. And Battlestar Galactica, I know it's been raved about on other uh, podcasts or whatever, but all you have to know is this. You don't need to know anything about the old series um, to enjoy this series, and it's almost better off that you don't because the old series was kind of cheesy and had Face Man from the A-Team in it and Lauren Green and stuff. This is more of a serious uh, drama, uh, very much an allegory or a metaphor uh, for what's going on in Iraq in some ways. Um with the insurgents being humans of uh, the Cylons uh, representing us as the occupying force. Uh, have any of you guys watched Battlestar Galactica, the new one? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the it's... webisodes just started this week. The webisodes are up now. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, the series started on January 10th. Yeah, I finally got all caught up with the DVDs. So um, any anybody who's a sci-fi fan on your list... Uh, get them the first season. I really don't think you can go too far wrong with that. It's, it's really okay, what I tell everyone when I, I say Battlestar Galactica and they look at me quizzically is it's way better than it ever had a right to be considering the source material. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, one more thing I want to mention real quick that I saw in the store and I, I recommend only it's a little pricey is the uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this or not the uh, the Mark Echo Boba Fett hoodie. No, have I haven't seen, seen that. No, I've I seen haven't. That. It's, yeah, it's a hoodie. I saw in the store the other day. It's a hoodie that looks like Boba Fett's armor, and then when you pull the hood over and zip it over your face, it's Boba Fett's helmet. <laughs> that is <laughs> and, great. And it's Mark Echo, so it's like incredibly geeky and very like cutting edge cool all at once. You know? I'm gonna get that and the Lancer Nerf gun. 
<laughs> and, just, and, and just knock on doors. <laughs> Trick or treat. <laughs> and of course, uh, you can't go wrong getting the geek in your life socks and underwear because everybody needs socks and underwear. <laughs> so since most, since you guys took uh, a lot of the other ones away, I'll, th- I'll throw that one out there as a recommendation. No, what you need to do is find the adult underoos. That's what you need for the uh, underwear. <laughs> you know, I've been I've been looking for those for my wife. I, you know, but uh, I, I haven't been able to find them lately. I heard they I, exist though. I, I just checked shop shopecho.com for the Star Wars Boba Fett uh, for real hoodie. Um, it's sold out, but this thing looks so nice. <laughs> this is so cool. Yeah, I saw one. I, it must. It was a little while ago. I saw one in, in a store here in Pittsburgh. But uh, yeah, very very cool. A little pricey, but extremely cool. All right. Cool. I guess we're ready to go around with our uh, can't afford list. So if we want to start that up, Mister Umac, something that uh... oh, you're going to come up with something good, aren't you? Oh, I, please! This is the first thing I, I thought of, regardless if I could afford it or not. So <laughs> things I cannot afford but would want. Well, your soul, John. But I would it can say... be bought. <laughs> yeah. Just... <laughs> Um, I would say the cover to the original Crisis on Infinite Earths, issue number nine. Every DC villain imaginable drawn by George Perez. Inked by George Perez. Awesome. And it even tastes like George Perez. I love it. I want it. Who's going to make this happen for me? (laughs) Is that available anywhere, or is that just like your dream piece? Uh, I have not seen it. I, I, I know of... A guy that owns the last two covers to, to the original Crisis, uh, eleven and twelve. But I have never seen hide nor hair of number nine. I've seen pages that are inside number nine, and I've asked for price quotes on those. No way, no how. I actually, speaking of pages, did you get stuff? I, did I they laugh at you when you asked for that? <laughs> remember, if you have to ask, <laughs> you can't afford it. I've sold ten lately, just kind of like uh, you know. I think I've done this long enough that I'm like, okay, well, I can toss that one. I'm not really, I think I kind of went overboard this year, but I'm breaking even, so I'm happy with it, you know? But I'd say Crisis number nine, cover, write it down, you see it, I'll take it back. <laughs> You're I'll good for it. Not in this lifetime. <laughs> well, if we're, if, and if I knew we were going that, that route as far as what you can't afford, I'd go some a little more elaborate. My first thought would be just to get a real high-end PC just because I was sick of doing all my work on this little crappy four-year-old one. But if I really could get something that I I just couldn't afford, I know right where it is, too, what I want. These pages were just uh, recently donated to the Smithsonian Institute. Every single page from Amazing Fantasy 15, including the backups, are all at the Smithsonian right now. They're found intact and were donated there. And I, I want those pages, every single one of them. <laughs> wow. Do you know that you can make an appointment at the Smithsonian with um, a curator-type person to actually look at them? Well, hey, listen, if Nick Cage can get in and get the Declaration of Independence, I can go in and get those pages. I agree. <laughs> you just got to get a hot assistant. Yeah. Nick Cage needs to get a, uh, needs to get a hair plug. God, through the... <laughs> he could have been Superman. Let's <laughs> not go there. <laughs> Russ, what's on your... Uh can't have a list. <laughs> well, I would say, first and foremost, is the Xbox 360 Elite. That would be definitely high on my list of stuff I just I can't afford. 
Um, yeah, like I said, it came down to between that, the PS3 and the 360, and uh, and uh, I chose. I made my choice, so now I'm having to live with it. But but if I had if I had uh, discretionary funds, I, that's that's one of the things to uh, to kind of jump on Mr. Umac's bandwagon. If there was any original page out there that I could afford to buy, it would be um, the original uh, the the cover to Uncanny X Men 210 by Mr. John Romita Jr. And I've I've done some searching just to see if it, if it's out there and how much it would be, and I have I have not come across it, but I imagine it would be in the many thousands of dollars range. Um, but I just love that it was part of that whole mutant massacre thing. Um, kind of kicked it off, and it's just a really cool, cool cover image. So, very cool. Hey, here's a weird, here's a weird fact, and maybe you didn't know this, Russ. Like, you know, we got the Scats Gallery, we got comic card fans, a couple other sites do the same thing too, right? You post yourself, yada yada. There is about, I'm going to say about five guys who are like B collectors, like capital underline bold of the industry, and. No coincidence, they actually collect Perez, and they collect Ramita, and in some cases, like uh, Gil Kane, obviously Will Eisner, artwork. And it's it's one of those things that, like, they're in it so deep, no one knows who they are, kind of like private collection, you know, like, an auction goes off at Sotheby's or whatever, an anonymous caller buys everything up, that kind of deal. Wow. And um, they, from what we can gather, they do a lot of in-trading, back and forth between each other. So like, oh, well, I'm tired of this issue of the demon that uh, Jack Kirby did. I'll trade this entire issue. I mean, like, we're not just talking, like, I'm not going to say Patty Annie stuff, like normal people stuff, but it's like, you know, like private galleries and collections at a time exchange hands. And I would only imagine that what you had just mentioned is probably one of those pieces. More than likely, unfortunately. Talk about Illuminati stuff. That's what I'm talking about right there. <laughs> well, my can't have item is a true 1080p projector for my basement, soon to be home theater system. Nice. I think those go. Ken knows. Ken, what do those go for about now? About eight grand? Yeah, something like that. They're uh, yeah, they're up there. Yeah, yeah. The bulbs are like you know five, six hundred dollars. That's my my dream is to eventually finish the basement, do it right, home theater system, Bose surround sound, 1080p projector. Probably never happened, but that's what this list is about, I guess. <laughs> that's right. Should ask some of your students for some advice on a bank heist. <laughs> <laughs> they get caught, man. It's that DNA. I'm telling you, they get caught. Uh, yeah, you don't want their, you don't want well, them to tell you advice. That means you keep your job. I mean, you know. I, well, I have the best. There, I have the best job security in the world. Believe me, there's always <laughs> there's always going to be criminals, and Nick, and they'll be back, and they'll bring a friend. Yeah, uh, jails and plum jails and plumbers, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and that's it, really. I mean, art. I, I never really thought about it. I, if I if I could pick any one page, not that it's the most uh, expensive page or anything, but I'd probably want the bullseye killing of Electra in Daredevil. I don't know the number, but I would like the uh, page of Bullseye killing Elektra and Daredevil. I don't know why. That's just um, Daredevil is just uh, what brought me back into comics, and I've kind of I've really dug into like the omnibus stuff and the Miller stuff, and uh, I think that would be my choice of page. How about you, Sean? 
What I would like, <laughs> and I definitely can't afford this, it's a uh, Panasonic um, AG-HMC150 Professional uh, 3 CCD handheld AVC uh, cam camcorder. It's a HD uh, digital uh, camcorder. It allows you to uh, shoot in either 24... Pardon me? I think you just used every letter in the alphabet. I was just counting. I think you missed the Q and the Z. I'm not sure. Uh, well, in layman's terms, it's a, a D, it's a digital HD uh, uh, film camera, and um, it can either shoot at 24 frames a second, like real film, or 30 frames a second, and you can capture an HD. And it just the the images are stunning; they're beautiful. Um, I would take that, and if we had the money to do so, we would film a Mercury in the Murd a movie or pilot episode and other projects as well. Um, I just, that's, I can't afford it. That camera's $4,000. And we haven't even gotten to the, you know, additional materials needed to make the camera run even better, like storage, uh, things, you know, storage and stuff like that. Um, because in the uh, full, full quality, in the highest quality setting, you need one 32 big, a uh, 32 gigabyte, one 32 gigabyte SDHC card. And that only holds up to three hours of, um, of uh, footage in the highest quality setting, so uh, yeah, I just I look at it probably almost every day, and it, it records <laughs> in, it records in the full range of formats like 1080 1080i 1080/60i 1080/30p 1080/24p 720. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I would like, but um, you know, one day I can always dream. Yes, you can. That's what Christmas is all about. <laughs> that's right. Reed, Batman well, footsie uh, pajamas. I have those. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a whole lot of stuff I can't afford, and uh, I didn't really think about this a whole lot. But going with the eight whole HD thing, I am uh, I feel like I am one of the only people in the country that does not have an HD TV at this point. And uh, I know I've talked about it a little bit. <laughs> I'm a huge, huge movie fan, and I just feel like I'm missing out. I'm probably going to be, once I finally get a Blu-ray player and an HDTV, I'm probably going to be right on John's boat with spending way too much money on Blu-rays. But, uh, yeah, I just want to get a real nice, I'd say like 42, 43-inch HDTV. There's a, uh, hey, Reed. Yeah. That that site I mentioned before, Gizmodo. If you uh-huh. look back, if you... If you go back to, like, Friday, they did a review of, like, the best, I think it was under $800, um, maybe been under $600, maybe been under $600, 42-inch high-def TVs, like, the, the best ones for that money. Um, uh-huh. And they rated, like, they rated, like, five or six of them. So you might check it out. You can get, you know, nowadays you can get one, you know, depends what you're looking for, but even the 1080p, you know, you can get one. For, for a pretty reasonable price in the in the thirty two to forty two inch range, so it's coming eventually. But uh, it's one of those things where I have to get uh, have to talk to the wife about for about six months before she actually uh, go for it. Dude, just strap your iPhone to your head. Man, <laughs> I, I, I bought mine about six years ago, and uh, so it's a huge, it's a behemoth, the fifty one inch. Rear projection Sony, and it's just it's ridiculous how big it is. But, but yeah, they've come a come down in price and b um, come down in size since then. Uh, Jim, did you did you do your can't have list? Did we start with Not you? Yet. I don't remember. Okay. Did I, did I admit, if, not unless uh, we talked about Monica Bellucci now. 
but uh, <laughs> she's at the top of my can't afford list. Uh, after that would probably be a PS3 and a high definition television, because much like our friend Mr. Reed, I have not taken the jump yet. I just haven't had the money. Um, I would I would love a, to have a thermal circulator for my restaurant. I know that's kind of a foodie thing, but uh, I could do sous vides and uh, it, it could use an anti griddle and. If you guys are watching Food Network at all, you know what a thermal circulator is, I guess. But I'd love to have one for my kitchen. Could do so much more than I do. And uh, probably that new Rolls Royce Phantom they rolled out with that four hundred thousand dollar car. I don't know if you guys saw that or not. It's wow. Completely. Uh, it has a computer uh, assist drive. Uh, it has all these incredible features. I saw it on uh, G4 and then went to the Rolls Royce uh, website. And uh, it's probably the most amazing automobile I've ever seen. And I'm not even a car guy at all. And I'm I'm lusting after this four hundred thousand dollar car. So does it does it drive itself? It, for that, it should drive itself. It should saying. brush you, brush your teeth. It, it should talk it should to do, you in that kit that kit voice. Should, you know, <laughs> it should do many things. For four hundred thousand, it should do many things. <laughs> yeah, you would think. You would think. But uh, I guess that would be it, yeah. I, I would love to take, like uh, Adam uh, was just saying, I would love to take the jump to HD. And I'm a big movie uh, and, and uh, you know, guy too, but I just, I'm, it's not in the cards for me right now, uh, money-wise. Uh, now we're going to showcase some people uh, that we'd like to focus on on our naughty list and some people that should be on our nice list. Uh, for my naughty list, uh, I'm going to start with Mr. Joe Quesada. Uh, just because of the whole Spider-Man, one more day, uh, brand new day, kebab, kerfluffle, I don't know what you'd call it, reboot, satanic intervention, whatever you want to call it. Um, I wasn't real happy with that, and it was like the messiest possible reboot. Uh, I also would like uh, to put, you know, give him a lump of coal for the ending of Secret Invasion, which was lackluster. Have you already yet? Stop talking now. Fox News on Friday. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I also on my naughty list to be Mr. Grant Morrison for Batman R.I.P., which they should have called Batman WTF. So I don't know what the hell is going on. Until, uh, the, until the freaky tiki explained it all to me and talked me down, I had no clue what was going on. And on the nice list, I'd like to throw Robert Kirkman on there for doing great work every week, uh, every month with uh, The Walking Dead and Invincible. Um, Jonathan Hickman and uh, Brian Wood, too, for Northlanders. Uh, definitely on my nice list for that. I really enjoyed that a lot. Um, that's my naughty and nice list. I think. I think that's. Uh, I'm gonna leave a few more to you guys. So, uh, who's next on the list? I'll go. All right, naughty list. DC. Attention. Reprint the absolute collections. Not all of us got it during wave one when they were only forty dollars. Some of us can't afford four hundred a pop for the authority. Number two. Whoever makes the James Bond movies, listen up, Slapnut. <laughs> I am tired of a new James Bond box set every six months. Because there's at least seven different kinds out right now. Pick a box set, market it, stick to it, so I can finally buy one after five years of waiting for a, a solid, complete one to come out. Next, all of you guys, lighten up. Next, nice list. Uh, Jan Jones, assistant editor. Wait a minute, why are we on the naughty list? <laughs> yourself. Because I'm on a roll. I just I need to keep going. Just bear with me. Next on the night was Jan Jones, associate uh, associate editor, assistant editor at DC. Thank you for Tiny Titans. Thank you for Supergirl, Cosmic Adventures in the Eighth Grade. Thank you for Billy Batson and the Magic of Shazam. Make more comics for kids. I'm done. All righty. 
I just want to say thank you for those comics as well because uh, we love them around here. No, my naughty nice lists are going to be going to the same person for two. Well, just going to the same person. Um, I I always saw Star Wars as as here. Go back to Star Wars as as those three, then six films. There wasn't anything else to it. But this year, I've been reading a lot more of the expanded universe stuff, books, comics. I've talked about it before. So my um, my my nice list. I'm going to put George Lucas on there because thank you for creating Star Wars. But on my naughty list. I'm going to put George Lucas. Just please sit back, cash the checks, let somebody else write them, and just let somebody else you know make make you a lot of money. Because there's like a lot of great people making some great stories in that world. Let them play in your sandbox, and you just sit back and just you know keep taking in the money. That's it. Fair enough, Russ. All right, my nice list. I'm going to put uh, John Favreau for for Iron Man. I think we all kind of knew what to expect out of Nolan with Dark Knight, but Favreau was able to take Iron Man, which was, you know, not probably, you know, two years ago, people were like, eh, you know, kind of whatever, and uh, and turned it into something I think that everybody had a lot of fun with, made a lot of money, and was just a great fun, you know, fun ride to be on, and I, I really look forward to him doing more, and I'm, I'm loving that Marvel's got him involved in this whole Avengers thing, you know, going forward, so I think it's a good choice. On the naughty list, I'm actually going to use. I'm actually going to put Brian Michael Bendis on the naughty and the nice list. I'm going to. I'm going to kind of copy off Ken a little bit with with Luke, Mr. Lucas, but um, I'm putting him on the nice list for pretty much everything he writes. You know, Mighty Avengers, New Avengers, 99% of Secret Invasion, and of course Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, and I'm going to put him on the naughty list for the ending of Secret Invasion, which I won't spoil for anyone, but. Um, you know, kind of like um, Jim's response to Batman R.I.P., which I haven't read yet. Um, I had a similar response at the end of Secret Invasion. There are just a couple things I just couldn't couldn't reconcile with myself. So I'm sure at a later dude's episode we'll we'll talk about that in a little more detail. Um, so that's it for me. I will start with my nice list. I'll go with um, Brian Azzarello for the Joker graphic novel. I thought it was uh, pretty awesome. It was nice to see the Joker back as a threatening uh, person in the comics. He he rolled with what was happening in Dark Knight and uh, took it a little further. I enjoyed that book a lot. Big Jim, our Canadian buddy from the forums, is on my nice list for the awesome uh, commission he did for me. I gave him a very vague premise a while ago, and uh, he did an awesome commission of Hellboy and Space Boy from Umbrella Academy fighting a tentacle monster. Uh, and it was really awesome. He did great work, beautiful inks, uh, top, top-notch stuff, really nice guy. Um, I will link his website to the forums. It's BigJimSucks.blogspot.com. Yeah, so please, anybody, uh, anybody looking for awesome art for a gift, uh, see if he's got the time, and it'll definitely be worth it. Super nice guy. Excellent stuff. So thanks to Big Jim. And on my naughty list, I have DC and Marvel for dragging us through event to event to event, which is really just the setup for the next event, and they can't even deliver. Uh, you guys said enough about Batman R.I.P. and Secret Invasion. Felt exactly the same way. I was enjoying it, and then the ending is just rushed and a lie, and I hate them. Um, and I also put Jennifer Aniston. How was the ending a lie? Uh, Batman didn't die, so that's a lie. Oh, okay. And, I, and, I thought you meant Secret Invasion. No, that wasn't a lie. That was just rushed and stupid. The cake is a lie. Uh, that was a farce. Yeah. 
a lie and a farce. And I put Jennifer Aniston on my naughty list, too, because she just looks naughty. See that GQ cover? That's what I'm talking about. There you go. <laughs> and we will hand it to Sean. Wow. Okay. Um, I knew before we start, I knew Ken was going to say the cake is a lie. I knew that was coming. I was just waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Um, my naughty list, um, the uh, big two with the comics in the comics industry with their pricing uh, set up right now, three ninety nine for a comic book um, in today's age right now with the way the economy is. I'm sorry, it's not going to hit. Um, if you're going to uh, make certain comics three ninety nine, they better be damn good, and they better give me enough and give the readers enough of what they crave in order for me to come back and for them to come back to support that three ninety nine price. Um, I, right now, a lot of that's just not it's just not justifiable. You know, um, there was one book, and if correct me if I'm wrong, there was a book that was three ninety nine uh, that only had an eight page story, but then had a twenty four page pre- uh, reprint. Um, and I'm sorry, that's not that's not right. It's not right, not right I mean, at all. Where you're going to pay four bucks for ten minutes of reading? Yeah, that's, it, uh, I don't know. That's definitely on my naughty list. Um, you know, you know the big the big two or big three. No, I'll just say the big two. The big two, they can definitely find a way to keep comics affordable and at the same time take care of all the people that they have to employ. Um, that's just how I feel about it. And I'm sure. I'm, you know, I'm sure there's more to it than what I'm saying, but um, that's on my naughty list. Also on my naughty list, um, the television networks for doing the following: one, um, as of the, as of the end of the year, Fox will no longer have uh, cartoons on Saturday morning, leaving one network, the CW, to actually have a Saturday morning a cartoon slot. The um, ABC, Fox, CBS no longer have Saturday morning cartoons. Now I know what a lot of people say: well, there's cable, we can't compete with cable. A lot of the cable, uh, you know. The cable channels like Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, and uh, Toon Disney would just be competing with their own, you know, with their own brethren. Like ABC is part of Disney, so Disney owns Toon Disney and the Disney Channel. Nickelodeon is owned by Viacom, which owns CBS. Uh, you know, NBC is owned by Universal, which has, you know, USA and all this other stuff. But, you know, they're like, well, we shouldn't have to compete with each other. Well, my whole thing is this I know there are a lot of people in this country. Not everybody has cable television. Contrary to po- contrary to popular belief, <laughs> a lot of folks are poor. They don't have cable television. And Saturday morning cartoons from two from two aspects. One from a business aspect. There's a ton of advertising revenue that you guys are just throwing down the drain. Period. You can make so much money if you had Saturday morning cartoons back. You would not believe the number of toy advertisers. Um, you know, video game advertising, uh, shoot, even comic book advertising, if they want to throw some money in there, that could be that you guys could benefit from if you put cartoons back. And granted, you had to put good, good cartoons on TV, um, but that's another story. I'm um, also on my naughty list, the television networks cutting back on primetime programming. NBC, I'm looking at you. You give Conan O'Brien the Tonight Show only to give Jay Leno the 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock slot um, in the next couple uh, of months. Um, have they you know, come out and said, like, has Conan given any statements? Or is that Not, contractual? It's probably contractual. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But that's a bad call because now the NBC is doing it. Watch the other networks do it, and you're going to see more game shows, more reality shows, less original programming. Yes, I know we're in an economy crunch, but at the same time, if half these network executives knew what they were doing and put solid shows on or put shows in a proper time slot, or better yet, give shows a chance to grow like they used to back in the day, um, they'd be in a much better position than they're in right now. So, so I was, John, it was 
that um, I mean, when I was a kid, and I know when you were a kid too, because you were mentioning it before about the Hanna Barbera uh, cartoons. That a lot of times those Saturday morning cartoons were like the quote unquote gateway drug into comics. I mean, I know when I was a real little kid, I watched Super Friends, mm-hmm. and that's from in the old Spider Man sixty six uh, series yes. uh, in reruns, because obviously, because you know, I'm only five hundred years old, but that was my <laughs> that was my gateway into comics. I mean, oh wow, I know these characters. I know Superman from Super Friends. I know Batman, you know, and that's uh, what. Got and I really think, like you said, they're missing a golden opportunity for branding and marketing and getting those characters out there by not having Saturday morning cartoons. It's an excellent point. Oh, yeah. And like I said, I can go on a whole diatribe of as far as, you know, programming and things like that, especially like during the late 90s, early 2000s, when every network, whether it be small or big, had cartoons on in the morning, afternoon, and on Saturdays. But that's another story for another time. Nice list. On my nice list are the following people. Comic Geek Speak. Half Hour Wasted, Too Old to Grow Up, Podcasting After Dark, Geeks Unite, The Geek Savants, Reality Wasted, The Legion, Legion of Dudes, and any podcast that took the time out to basically allow me to get on a platform, ex- tell you about PKD Media, tell you about my comic books, soundtracks, everything we're trying to do to break into the industry and make a name for ourselves. I can't say thank you enough to all of those people. Um, they're just just so wonderful so so accepting and um so kind and um you know they're definitely on my nice list because without without all these podcasts without all of you (laughs) we wouldn't exist right now um also anybody who bought um mercury and the murder the collected edition volume one is on my nice list (laughs) thank you um also um i would like to put my wife on my nice list because she puts up with me in my eclectic ways and my uber busy schedule and she's loving and she is loving my life i would not know what to do if i did not have her with me um also on my nice list is big jim dave dewanch chad chaconi flint lockjaw martheus wade katie cook julian lytle um, and anybody who has helped me along the way um, in the continual, continual gradual process of helping PKD Media grow. And uh, also on my nice list, last but not least, is Danielle Corsetto for doing the Girls with Slingshots comic strip, which is just a joy to read every single day. I just want everybody listening to know that I forgot to tell Sean that we were doing a naughty and nice list, so he just pulled that together right now, and that was awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> so it's not too hard an act to follow, huh, Reed? Yeah. <laughs> I'll start <laughs> Sorry, off. Dude. Uh, I've got a good naughty one, so I'm going to start with my nice list. Um, first off, Ed Brubaker. Uh, like I said, Captain America right now is awesome. He's read about 20-something issues now without Steve Rogers, about 10 of those where I was without a Captain America at all. And uh, it's one of the best comics, if not the best comic out. Uh, come from the big two, I think. Uh, secondly, uh, Jeff Johns. Anything the man writes is great. I I know if I pick up something that he's written, I'm going to enjoy it. Third, Flint Lockjaw just uh, finished up a free commission uh, on the free commissions thread on uh, CG, uh, CGS's boards for me of uh, Winter Soldier, and it was uh, pretty sweet. So I don't know if anyone has uh, seen that yeah, out I there. Saw that. Yeah, it's pretty freaking awesome. awesome. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> so uh, I want to thank him for that. Uh, now to the big moment, my naughty list. What is up with WB and how they designed their two-disc special editions? I picked up The Dark Knight like pretty much everyone else in the U.S. 
And uh, I I had this thing for special editions because I really like the behind-the-scenes footage. So I pick it up, uh, The Dark Knight, thinking, yeah, it's one of the biggest box office uh, gross movies of all time. It's probably going to have a pretty sweet special edition. So that was Tuesday. Today I decide, hey, I'd like to start watching some of this stuff. There's probably going to be some cool stuff on it. So uh, there are basically, when it gets down to it, two actual, like, 10 to 15 minute featurettes that talk about the movie, one about the changes to Batman, and one about the music. You have a character like Joker that's getting Oscar talk, and you have nothing about him on the special edition DVD. Uh, you have, you know, a great performance uh, by Aaron, Aaron Eckhart, and you have nothing about him. He, I don't even think in the stuff that I've watched, he's even mentioned. I mean, you see one scene of, of him laying in the hospital bed with uh, his face covered, and they don't even say what's going on there. It's just, it's a flash. I don't understand how you can call something a two-disc special edition and have nothing. And really what pisses me off is I have, I spent the money on the two-disc special edition for Batman Begins, and that one's awesome. It's got about ten featurettes. It's, it's, it's just got a lot of content. I guess what I paid for was the digital copy. And so I go out and look at the, the Blu-ray and say, well, that, that's the new thing. They probably have better stuff on there. And it didn't appear uh, from what I've read uh, online that there's even any content on that. I, I just don't understand, and I'm really pissed off right now, if you can't tell. <laughs> Apparently, the, the Blu-ray extra was um, being able to record your own commentary on Blu-ray Live. You got that, and you got the Batman the Unmasked, the Psychology of the Dark Knight. Isn't that the same thing that was on, I think I saw on History Channel or something back when the movie was, was coming yeah. out? Yeah, yeah, and they and they have that feature where you can watch the movie, and when it gets to certain parts, like a little disc logo will pop up, and if you press the enter button at that moment, it'll go to like a documentary that talks about that scene. Right now, I don't know that if that's the documentary that I don't know. Those are those. That is ridiculous. Why would then? What's the point of having two discs? Because here's what's going to happen: they're going to do the same thing with this that they did with Hellboy. Remember how they had like a they had Hellboy the first one come out. And then, oh, three, four months later, after everyone in America bought it, they came out with a three-disc, crazy, ridiculous Guillermo del Toro, uh, you know, bled on this for you edition. I have that and, edition. It's the only one I ever bought. And it was like 30 or 35 bucks. Well, I got it at Walmart at 9 because they're all overstock now. But it's going to be the same thing, and I feel completely taken advantage of as a consumer and as a fan, too, because there's nothing on those discs. I love Hans Zimmer. That's the soundtrack. Check. Everything else is good to go. But, I mean, like, you would have thought that this this is hardly content. I mean, I can't even call it that. It's not. Unfortunately, the, the bottom line is, and this goes back to what Sean was saying about the three ninety nine price point and everything, as long as there are dummies lining up to buy the stuff... They're going to price it as high as they can, and they're going to double dip it, triple dip it. Yep. You know, there are there are enough hardcore fans that will buy every version of Star Wars that they put out: the VHS, the VHS deluxe set, Got the that. DVD, Got the Got DVD it. box set, the metal Got box it. set, Don't the Blu-rays. You know, they're going to and you know that's just the way that's just the way capitalism is and we're dummies and most of us will line up and get whatever new version they put out so they're just going to keep pumping it out but we yeah, get I mean, credit card and cut it up yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did the i mean i kind of i kind of sort of expected it to some degree because when when batman begins came out it was 
the the first version was, and this is before Blu-ray, obviously, but it was pretty light. So then when they put out the Blu-ray version, well, they also put out a regular special edition. It had, you know, it was fully loaded. Um, there was I'm, there was actually a uh, Batman Begins had two editions also when it came out. Uh, that's yeah, I have the second one, and it came with a comic book. With a comic book. Yeah, right. it came yeah. with a comic book and like I got, yeah, a ton of extra stuff. Yeah, I was I, I, I the, a couple things I was a little disappointed with. I got the Blu-ray version of The Dark Knight. Is the, there's no commentary? That's a Nolan um, thing. He doesn't do commentaries. I don't think. Dude, wasn't there a commentary on Batman Begins though? I don't. I can't say that for sure. I don't know. I. Didn't, I I oh, did one on Memento, at least. You know, I will buy this, the the two discs, the special editions. I will buy whatever is the quote unquote best version there is, and I will never watch any of this stuff, be just because I can't bring myself to buy just the one disc. <laughs> I'm just insane like that. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm one of those dummies. One. I'm one of those dummies that John's referring to. I'm a I'm a freak for the extra comment. I just I, I like to I get that in depth look. I don't have the time to watch all this stuff. I barely have enough time to watch movies. I have movies on that shelf and TV shows on that shelf that I have hasn't even seen the inside of my DVD player yet since I bought it. Yeah. Yet I still buy them. Maybe you ought to cut down on the podcasting. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> and we have another guest. We have the very famous Brad Milo from Half Hour Wasted. Famous, huh? That's awesome. How's it going, guys? Hey, Brad. Hey, Brad. How are you doing, Sean? Doing good, doing good. Got your Christmas card. Thank you very much. Christmas card? Yeah, yeah. I got an email from halfhourwasted at gmail.com. Oh, that's right. The, the yes. video. Yes. <laughs> that was hilarious. Have you guys seen that video? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I saw on your uh, your Facebook uh, tag on it today and watched it. I, I had to pass it off to my wife right away for her to see. We, we were both cracking up. <laughs> Hopefully someday we'll be better than Frank's coffee. Uh, <laughs> saw it, he said those guys are good, but not as good as his coffee. So <laughs> yeah, really. there's something to strive toward, you know. <laughs> Always raise the bar higher. This is your chance, Bradley. What do you want for Christmas? Well, the first thing I want is for the Cowboys to make it into the playoffs. Uh, I don't know if that's possible or not, but we'll see. The... But taking care of business right now. Yeah, they're treating your boys uh, not too good on your end, I guess, huh? I, I'm not a Giant fan, but whatever. New York? You got to root right. for the... you a Jets fan? Uh, no, Oakland Raiders. Long story. Let's just move on. Yeah, really. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> the second who is that? Who is that? Is that Adam? Yeah. Yeah. Adam's not on Skype. He's on his cell phone? He keeps we dropping had out. Yeah, we have problems. Okay. My uh, my computer became sentient and uh, smacked me in the face. I have to call in today. Okay. Well, you sound better on the cell phone than you do on your ambient non-headset microphone. Okay. Uh, number two um, is I want a PlayStation 3 so I can play that Guitar Hero World Tour. It just looks... I mean, I've played a little bit of it at the Walmarts, and it's so much fun. Uh, the last video game system I've owned was an Atari 2600. So, you know, yeah, that's an upgrade, man. It's time, yeah. yeah. Step up. Uh, and then the third thing I want for Christmas is for Marvel to pull their head out and realize that 3.99 books are gonna hurt more than help because I'm about 99% sure I'm gonna stop purchasing 
most of Marvel books because of the three ninety nine. That's just it hurts, man. It hurts even with even with DCBS discount. I'm not gonna pay four bucks for a monthly comic. Not gonna do it. Amen. Yeah, Sean kind of went off on that a, a little while ago, and uh, yeah, you guys are definitely right. You know, I'm really enjoying Bendis's Avengers and and all that. And while I'm not thrilled about Dark Reign, I don't believe for a second that. Norman Osborn would be. Nice shooting, Tex. <laughs> Ken hasn't seen it. Ken hasn't read it yet. Fox comes on Friday. It's how Watchmen ended. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I figured Ken. I figured Ken would be caught up. I apologize. That's okay. I kind of pieced it together before now, anyway. But still. Yeah, I don't believe for a second that it that what happens at the end would actually happen, and Amen, uh, so I'm. Like I said, I'm interested in Bendis's Avengers, but I don't know. They're they're all three ninety nine, so I guess uh, I won't be buying them. So anyway, so if anybody out there has a PS3 they're not using, email it or send it to uh, Brad Milo, <laughs> uh, Roanoke, Texas. Just email me for my address. But um, that's what I want. I don't know how realistic any of those are, but awesome. Christmas isn't about realism. No, it's not. Although Santa's real, I don't know what you guys have said about that, but I'll be. Uh, We've I'll avoided be... that controversy. Really? <laughs> well, my 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 fourteen year old, you know, is in the know, but the, my nine year old, she still asks me, "Daddy, do you believe in Santa Claus?" Yeah, I believe in Santa Claus. Well, are you sure he's real? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's real. Is it? Aren't you Santa Claus? No, I'm not. <laughs> and she goes, well, I know that like Santa at the mall and stuff, that's just one of Santa's helpers. If Santa's real, that's not him. That's just one of his helpers because he can't be at all the malls. So she wants to believe, but she's, you know, starting to come of age. And she Well, you've seen Elf. The Santas at the mall are seen on a, on a uh, chair of lies, throne of right. lies. <laughs> right. They smell, like, they smell like beef and cheese. <laughs> Does Frank know? Frank knows. Hey, um, Ken. Yes. Have you seen Elf? Did you watch it? No, not yet. It says I, I moved it to the top of the queue, so when Christmas Vacation arrives at Netflix tomorrow, they will send me out Elf. Did you like Christmas Vacation? I did. You yes, didn't I did. love it. Though. I, I I can't say I didn't. I loved it. I you know I I laughed at the appropriate spots. <laughs> Elf. And Christmas Vacation, they rotate in and out of the number one and number two spots of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. I'm right there love, with you, Brad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those, if, those are great. If you love Will Ferrell, Ken, you're going to like Elf a lot. Well, I hope so, because I'm displacing Wanted and the Incredible Hulk and others in order for this to be the number one spot. So, <laughs> Have you not Elf seen those there. other ones? I've seen Hulk. I haven't seen Wanted yet. I'm just waiting to get that. That's on the, the short wait anyway, so... Yeah, Elf well, is worth it. Uh, Elf is worth it. It's it's a good oh, holiday movie. You enjoy it. Yes. I love Smiling. Smiling's my favorite. <laughs> Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? I have a good Elf story for you guys once we go off the air because I can't use the key word that I need to use <laughs> to tell the story. <laughs> you bleep it like you bleeped Jim. Yeah, this is this needs the word. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh what? Well, Jim, what? <laughs> 
I didn't say it this time, all right? I didn't do yeah, it. I wasn't mm. Well, thanks to our guests, uh, Sean Pryor and Brad Milo, for coming by and telling us what they want for Christmas and their naughty and nice lists. Uh, if you'd like to send us any comments, please send them to comments at legionofdudes.com. We'd love to get your emails, uh, your voicemails, your uh, recipes, your cookie recipes. Uh, whatever you want to send us, please send it to that address. Also, if you'd like to contact us through the greatest Internet community of comics fans in the universe, then meet us at the comicforums.net under the Half Hour Wasted uh, banner there. Dot com. Thank you. Thank you, Homestar Runner. There's an obscure Internet uh, reference for you. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to add, guys, other than Merry Christmas, Happy Festivus, and all that? No. Thanks. Uh, next to, uh, week. Yes. Next week, Watchmen 10, we've got a guest. That's right. Our guest will be Ed Pisker, uh, artist from American Splendor and from his own independent comic, WYSIWYG, uh, local Pittsburgh legend, uh, illustrating legend, Ed Pisker, big Watchmen geek, and he's excited to join us. So it should be cool. Very cool. And after Watchmen, we've got another one-shot, then we've got another Watchmen episode, and then coming up after the new year, it's the Duty Awards. So <laughs> yes. we'll get the first duty. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be giving away a lot of duty. <laughs> he said duty. Indeed. So, um, duty awards coming up, and check the forum. We'll have some voting, I'm sure, or something along those lines. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yep. Happy New Year. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. If I had one wish that I could wish this holiday season, it would be that all the children of the world to join hands and sing together in the spirit of harmony and peace. If I had two wishes that I could make this holiday season, the first would be for all the children of the world to join hands and sing in a spirit of harmony and peace. And the second would be for $30 million a month to be given to me, <laughs> tax-free in a Swiss bank account. You know, if I had three wishes that I could make this holiday season, the first, of course, would be for all the children to get together and sing. The second would be for the $30 million every month to me. And the third would be for all-encompassing power over every living being and the entire universe. And if I had four wishes that I could make this holiday season, the first would be the crap about the kids. Second be for the 30 million, the third would be for all the power, and the fourth would be to set aside one month each year to have an extended 31-day orgasm. <laughs> to be brought about slowly by Rosanna Arquette and that model Paulina somebody, I can't think of her name. Of course, my lovely wife can come too, and she's behind me 100% on this, I guarantee Wait a minute, maybe that sex thing should be the first wish. So if I made that the first wish, you know, because it could all go boom tomorrow, then what do you got, you know? No, no, the kids. The kids singing would be great. That that would be nice. But wait a minute, who am I kidding? I mean, they're not going to be able to get all those kids together. I mean, the logistics of the thing, it's impossible. More trouble than it's worth. So we reorganize. Here we go. First, the sex thing. We go with that. Second, the money. No, we go with the power second, then the money, and then the kids. Oh, wait. Oh, geez, I forgot about revenge against my enemies. Okay, I need revenge against all my enemies. They should die like pigs in hell. That would be the fourth wish. And of course, my fifth wish would be for all the children of the world to join hands, sing in a spirit of harmony and peace. Thank you, everybody. And very-